Hello, it's David here and I'm with Siobhan. Hi. And as we're recording this, it's the evening of the wave of light and we were going to do an episode about... Uh, global uh, perspective. Global recently, recently released UNICEF report as uh, as a base for that. We're not. We're too mashed. We're just too mashed. <laughs> we're too, just we're emotionally. Oh. Why are we so mashed? Because it's one thing to think about your baby that you wish was here but isn't on a regular or in a slightly intense way. But when you are in that community and there is an event every year like Baby Loss Awareness Week and the Wave of Light, um, it's magnified. And the longer we are in this community, which is six and a half years now, the more people we know, the more beautiful, beautiful, beautiful babies we know and they're wonderful families. And I, pers- I personally, I think I feel that our loss somehow is more intensified, magnified, because I'm feeling like a compounded grief, I think. Mm. I don't know about you. I think there was this thing of being exposed to other people's stories a lot more when you get an event. We yeah. get it quite a lot anyway. Um, but it's just this one time and everyone comes together and you see a lot of the stories and a lot of new stories. And every time you hear a new story, your heart breaks all over again. And it's exhausting. Mm. I wouldn't have it any other way, to be honest. No, 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 no. But, well, I would. I would have it one other way. The other way would be that Grace had never died, but and all those other babies, but she did, and that's where we are. And mm. and having said that, then I wouldn't change it. No, no. But I think the intensity of it is it at the start of the week. I was all good. We're going to do an episode every day. We're going to talk about it, and I've been up late editing, and I've doing other work as well. So you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we've just kind of carried on our normal lives through all of this as well, haven't we? You get to this point. You go, and actually, I remember this from last year, because yeah. last year I was speaking so much. You did You did quite a lot of speaking. I did a lot yeah. of speaking this month. And, and then again, we had the Butterfly Awards. And then the butter- but I remember at the end of it, I was done. Yeah. You need to plan in recovery time. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely recovery well, time. lockdown and not being able to go anywhere, I didn't think it would be so rough this time. And it is hard, isn't it? Mm. I mean, not every single year, but nearly every year we've been down with our Sands family um, doing, taking part in a wave of light walk at uh, Blue Water. Mm. That's where our Kent Sands family um, celebrate the wave of light. And it's a really beautiful event. Blue Water is a bit of a funky sort of place, this shopping centre situated inside a disused quarry. And uh, it, at one end of it, then there's a, a really lovely lake. I think there's another lake on the other side, but I haven't been around that side. It's that big, but it's really lovely. And there's just a lovely kind of circular walk around the lake. And everyone brings their kids. Yeah. And, and carries lanterns. And so there's a bridge. And when you get to the bridge, then they, they have like a, a speaker and a um, microphone. So you stop at the bridge and you say your baby's name and then you go onto the bridge and throw a rose into the water it's such a lovely thing for for everyone to join in so you can hear everybody's names 
all the babies' names. Um, and it's great for the kids to join in as well, mm. like our, our living children. It's a, it's a really sort of tangible way of them it's, engaging with their... Do you know what I love about that? They dead sister. they're not alone. Yes, exactly. so many other kids with exactly. dead Yeah. And then you we carry on around the lake... And it's a lovely little walk. And then on the other side of the lake, there's a kind of a pebbly beach area. And then we we stop there and light candles and read the babies' names of, of all the people who can't be there. So the people who are there get to say their babies' names themselves. And then we read all the names of the people who would like their babies remembered who can't be there and light lanterns and put them on the beach and you just end up with this massive sea of lanterns, which has grown every year as well, actually. And then um, got Joe there, who is an amazing photographer. Oh, Joe she Cope, she's fabulous. Amazing picture. Fabulous. Of it, which is just beautiful. And there are lovely poems mm. and, and some pieces of music and stuff. You know, it's, it's very gentle and slow and gives you it, it lasts the hour walking around. Um, and there have been more and more people attending every year we've been mm. there. Mm. Been there twice in the absolute pouring rain. Which the kids seem to enjoy, but I found, you know. Um, do you know what I might do? Because last time I tended to do a really complex podcast about it and it was just too much. But I've got a few clips of people I talk to and I might. I might say add them. Yeah, add them, add them into this one. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah, we interviewed some people last year, didn't we? Yeah. here for my daughter Rosie she was my third daughter that we lost five years ago and it's been a very very long five years very hard five years but I'm glad I came today to share it with everybody else and know that I'm not isolated and not alone so we're at the wave of light today to remember our little boy called Hayden um, he's always loved, always missed, and he would be nine now. Um, and we also think it's really important for our family to come together because both of my living children are missing their brother and it's hard to find an event that you can include everybody in. So it's really important to us to come every year and uh, we never miss it. We are here this evening to celebrate the life of a beautiful special angel by the name of Ella Pamela Linda Lane, who we sadly lost in 2013. Losing Ella is probably the most painful and unimaginable thing that's ever happened to myself and my beautiful wife. We come here every year to celebrate her and to cherish her and to meet with great people to celebrate their loss. It's really hard not being there, not being there. And in actual fact, big up to Demi from um, from our Kent Sands family who put together a really, really, really nice set of virtual. tributes, virtual tributes for us to enjoy. Like she just posted them up throughout the hour. So several people did poems and um, they read out babies' names and did a little um, video with everyone's, all the babies' names. And it was really nice. We we um it took a little while to get our children settled this evening, but we we got there by about half past seven and we, we had half an hour of playing with Grace's teddies and 
listening to the poems and watching the tributes and lighting her candle and it was actually really nice um it just wasn't the same not sharing that with with all our friends there's something about being in a place full of people who you know know how you feel do you know what it is and um and even though it's been kind of virtual online i've been connecting with a lot of people and seeing a lot of people post and stuff and you suddenly feel like it's (coughs) oh sorry can i have a sip of that yeah it's a very nice rum, by the way. It's called Rum Bullion, which is the best name for rum in the world. It's it's rum just, Bullion. yeah, that's where I'm at. I felt like I needed a little rum. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. Um, so you, it, it feels like it's your time. For once, you can take over social media and no one can say nothing because everyone's doing it. <laughs> and I've suddenly realised what it is so one of the things i went back in the day as a bit of a geek i love my science fiction and my comics and stuff like that now when i started it you know these days when the kids watch doctor who they're kind of cool my day when i was a kid you watched doctor who you were not cool you were anything but it felt quite isolating especially if that kind of genre was something you absolutely loved and identified with it it could be quite isolating to actually like that and then you discovered comic con you discovered conventions and you'd go to a convention, you'd be surrounded by people who loved the same thing like you did. And you didn't have to be a bit embarrassed about it. You didn't have to explain why you liked it. You could just chat about whether Batman would beat um, Iron Man or whatever, whatever it is. And it didn't matter. And it was such a feeling of camaraderie there. And I don't know if you remember, Siobhan, I'd come home after a weekend at a con and I'd feel lost. Absolutely lost for a couple of days because there was just a come down. And I feel like... In the same way, it's almost like a virtual convention of people with dead babies. Um, And it's our time and it's full on and it's intense and I'm knackered inside. And now it's kind of the week is coming to an end. I'm almost feeling bereft again because Mm. that time is over now and we've got to go back to normal service. And you just think about it so much. And while I, I miss Grace a lot, a lot but this week in particular I've been so acutely aware of remembering her weight in my arms and I miss that and it's just made worse by the fact that um if our two-year-old wakes up crying and I've got to go and pick her up I feel her weight and like two years after her birth I'm still feeling her weight in fact fact, that's her crying now are you looking at me yeah, I'm looking at you. We're here for Maya Hope and Ava and our little bump that we lost last year in December. And the wave of light means the world to us because it's a way to remember our little girls and come together to think about them. I'm here to remember Ronnie. It was good, it was lovely. It's nice to see so many people being able to be with each other as much as it's hard seeing how many people are affected, um, seeing everyone's candles lit together and knowing that we're all in it together. So I've just returned from actually getting the little <laughs> one down. Um. It's weird. It's like she knew you were talking <laughs> yeah. about her. So weird. So weird. Um, but what I was saying was, um, I remember what Grace felt like in my arms. Mm. And there are days where I asked myself... She was chunky, wasn't she? she? Yeah. 
Oh, was she real? Did it happen? And yeah, I remember she that did. Weight, and I missed that she weight. She was. So much. And I miss that that weight will never grow, will never get bigger, will never get awkward to pick up because she's not growing. And I... <sighs> we'll never know what, what she was like. One, one highlight for me this week has been actually um, our eldest daughter, Alana, said to me today, I wonder if Grace would have liked Frozen. Did you say that? Yeah, she <laughs> said that. I don't I can't remember. I think it's think it's because the little one has been singing Frozen all day today. Um and they were having a bath and she was singing it again and it, yeah, Lana just came out with it. I wonder if Grace would have liked Frozen. I was like, Oh yeah, I wonder. I wonder what she would have been into. It's those kind of questions that permeate her life. Actually. Yeah. I quite like them. It's interesting. Um, I saw somebody post somewhere about, you know, I think I'll always wonder who you would have been. And that stopped me for a second. I thought, no, I know who Grace is. I don't feel that way about Grace. I wonder what she would have been like and I wonder what she might have done. But I don't wonder who she would have been, if that makes sense. I feel like I know who she is was um like in her essence how that would have expressed itself in physical life I have no idea and most of the time when I think about that I I like imagining that because actually she could be anything she could have done anything she could have it you know expressed that you know I've got a question for you yeah if this week, this event is so mentally pressuring. Is it a good thing? Do you know, that's really funny that you asked that. I was thinking exactly that. I remember when somebody said to me at some point that I should draw a line under it and move on. I remember. That did not end well, that conversation, as you can imagine. <laughs> um yes take one of your children and just draw a line under them how you go on just just get rid of one of them and draw you know anyway i'm sure you can imagine that didn't end very well but um it does it does make me think i you see i find it intensely difficult um i think you have to plan in extra self care hence the rum <laughs> Uh, I'm only having one. Um, Don't need to make excuses. No, I know, I know, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see how many. You can't see how many I'm having for, uh, over the over the uh, um, audio only. Can you? It's a large one. <laughs> you poured it. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, where was I at? Yeah, it is difficult and it is intense so why do we kind of put ourselves through it surely if we just kind of didn't engage with it at all like wouldn't we be better off i don't think so actually i think that those feelings are always there mm. um so by engaging with this week and thinking more intensely about grace during this period we're choosing to engage with those feelings more but by not engaging with it doesn't mean that they're not there. 
I think what happens for us, and I suspect this happens for quite a lot of other people as well, is that the rest of your life gets in the way. So when you're at ground zero in terms of the time and uh, your baby has just died, that is your entire life at that point. It's all consuming. And the further away you move down the timeline, I think the more the rest of everyday life sort of starts to encroach back on your time. And that's fine for me. I think that's fine. Um, What it does mean, though, is that a lot of the time I feel things and I have feelings about grace and things around my grief that I would like a bit of time and space to process. And I don't get that time. I actually have to make that time. Daily life encroaches so much that I I don't have time to process all those feelings. So I think part of the intensity of the week is the fact that I'm devoting some time to engaging with those feelings. So it's not like I get all the feels in one week because all the feels are coming in one week. I think all the feels are already there. I'm just processing them all in a very short space of time. Um, And I think that's okay. Yeah. And is that whole thing is a great time to go, oh, look, we're not alone. And it's for people who, it's also for people who do feel alone to go, it's good to know I'm not alone. And it's good for people who are around those people to go, a lot of people because I think a lot of people don't understand how we feel a lot of the time and Mm. it's good for people to see a hell of a lot of people feel this way. Mm. And do you know what? Well, if you we've done a Facebook thing and you see candles or whatever, you've got no faces, you've got no choice. It's in your face and I don't care. Yeah. But we've done a full circle then back to where we were talking about Chrissy Teigen and John Legend and the amount of people posting horrible things about them sharing their experience um, I just feel so terribly sad. I feel so terribly sad. I mean, to be fair, like the person who told me I should draw a line under it, I understand why they said that in the context of the conversation that we had it in. Um, that conversation didn't end very well, but I do understand why they said that. And they also said it partly out of love for me because they didn't want to see me in pain. But that's exactly the point. You're in pain anyway. Anyway, it's there and it ain't never going away because I love my daughter. I love Grace and I will love her with every last breath of my body as I love my living children. And, you know, I'm never going to stop grieving because I'm never going to stop loving her. And that's it. The The best thing actually is how can I help you? in this moment when you're struggling with your grief, Mm. how can I help you? That's a good question. That's a good thing to say. Okay. Well, for tonight, uh, personally, I'm done. Yes. I'm not surprised. Um, it, it takes a lot, doesn't it? Mm. Um, are you glad we've done it this way? I'm so glad. I'm so Mm. glad. I mean, I started the week doing a podcast for Oxford maternity voices and I've been involved in a couple of groups online and, um, uh yeah and i did a an instagram with beyond b a live instagram with beyond mm. b so i've just been talking about it a lot mm. anyway and i don't regret a moment of it but right now i just need a cup of tea 
I'll get you a cup of tea, love. Um, How very British of you. <laughs> I hope you know tea comes from India and China. So. I know where it comes from. Uh, I'm talking about the British institution, which is to fix everything with a cup of tea. This is something the British have got right. Um, so and a biscuit, right. of course. Can I, I you've had. There's just one something. What? There's something else I'd like to say okay, before you finish. Can I say thank you to you? Because I think you're more done than I am because you are the one that's done all the editing, all the thinking, you know, putting all the images together and everything like that. And, you know, I mean, I've been here, we've had chats about the ideas and the content and that kind of thing and obviously here to record. But you've had to listen to it all again. Mm. You know, you've gone through it all two or three times more than I have. And I just wanted to say thank you. It's all right. Thanks for thanking me. You only get one cup of tea, though. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the week's been good for you and it's been kind to you. Mm. Um, look after yourself. Big up your babies. Big up your loved ones. And strength, peace and love. I like going to Wave of Light because it helps people that are going through a lot and it just helps them going through the hard times. It just makes me feel a lot happier, makes me feel like I'm not alone. Uh, I'm thinking of my brother. Coming here today makes me feel sad and remember Grace more than I ever have. And I wish the first time I have, first time I ever missed out, I wish I didn't miss out because I really love Grace. And But I wish she was here with me today as the fourth sister of my family. I really wish she was here, but she isn't, sadly. This is a memorable and touching day. Well, evening. But I don't really care as long as I still remember Grace. When I'm 18, I will feel happy. Mm -hmm.